You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode on the pod. Um, I hope everybody is well. I think I've chosen the worst possible time of the day to record in the worst possible heat of the day. (laughs) So um, we live in a double brick house. It takes generally the whole day for the house to be heat penetrated. Then once the heat gets in, it gets so hot and sticky. So I'm sitting and there's lights, there's lights everywhere. And I'm sitting and I'm like, fuck, it's hot in here. Can't have any air circulating because it makes too much noise for the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, and um, it's it's about 4.30ish um, in Sydney. <laughs> That's well and truly home time for a lot of people. So um, you're here. There's a lot of traffic. We live on quite a busy road. People cut through our... Um, suburb to get further west in a quicker time frame so you hear there's there's a fair bit of background noise um, hopefully it's not too distracting there's an airplane overhead now <laughs> so yes I do live in a very dense part of Sydney there's a lot of people around <laughs> yeah we'll do the best that we can right hopefully it's not too annoying all right we're getting back into the swing of things we're often racing into the new year 2023 so last episode we spoke about um it was part one in the depression series today i want to kind of shift from this it was a bit of a heavy topic we spoke about the psychology behind depression and what i want to do today is talk about something that i've been reflecting on over probably the past couple of years And I've made some personal promises to myself for this year. Note, I did not use the term um, New Year's resolutions because, as per several episodes ago, I don't believe in them. (laughs) In today's episode, I do want to share some of the promises that I've made myself for the new year. So when I look at some of the stuff that ticks me off the most (laughs) or shits me the most, there were six things that I've done over the past few years that came to mind. The first is I've noticed based on my previous behavior, I can be too forgiving. So I allow people to just live and, you know, they might hurt me or something like that. And then I will, you know, receive an apology or whatever it is. And then I'll be like, that's fine. And everything kind of goes back to normal. I've also noticed that I can be too kind I have slowly become to the realization that there are people that are horrible horrendous people that you don't need to be kind to I had the whole you know kill them with kindness mindset and at the end of the day there are people who don't deserve that kindness and 
that's a hard one for me. I will talk a little bit about this um, and where my headspace is as, as we kind of go through this episode. The third is having too much tolerance. So I was very intolerant for a lot of years and I've found I've now become too tolerant to the point of allowing people to have these numerous chances over and over and over. The fourth is I make excuses for people. I allow them to act like a fool and then I will rationalize or justify their behavior. Um, I, you know, stuff like, oh, they're just having a rough time or other thoughts that in retrospect probably aren't true. So fifth, I've allowed people to have opinions on just about everything in my life. And sixth, being spoken to in any other form than how I would speak. And I've allowed that to occur. I get a little bit frustrated with myself when I start looking at these six things because this is critical for me, my self-worth and my self-value in the relationships and environments that I'm in. So looking forward, I've taken these six things and I'm going to talk you through today how I'm going to break them down and change behaviours moving into 2023. So the first I spoke about was the whole forgiving, being too forgiving. Forgiving and forgetting does have a time and place and is variable based on the situation at hand. If your gut is telling you something is not right, then take that feeling seriously and ask more questions. Don't just forgive and forget. When is enough actually enough? And when I know that there's a feeling, this deep seated feeling and this kind of point where it clicks in my mind and I'll be like shit this isn't worth it this is a cycle it's going round and round this just isn't worth it so this for me is that point and I need to recognize that point sooner um, a friend once said to me that a relationship is give and take and he thinks about it like there's a pile. So there's your friend there, there's you here and there's a pile in the middle. You have to put into the pile to be able to take from the pile. But if one person's putting in and the other person's taking, it's not a two-sided relationship. It's, it's a one-way funnel. So a relationship of that nature will only last a certain amount of time before it kind of dissolves because, you know, you've got bigger issues than that with somebody who's not putting into the relationship next one is being kind um being kind is fantastic and and as a fundamental principle i stand by you know kind costs nothing however i now have a you know small print <laughs> attached to that um i did an entire segment in last season around kind cost nothing but there has to be a point where you recognize that it shouldn't be offered repeatedly to someone who um, refuses to return it or perhaps doesn't deserve it so recently I was really annoyed um, we went up to the supermarket to grab some groceries and as we were leaving uh, it's, a, it's a busy supermarket right there's uh, there's a lot of parking but a lot of the parkings are a bit of a walk so everybody tries to kind of park undercover. There's like a couple of areas that everybody parks in. So it's busy. And there are certain points in the day where it is damn busy. And people are kind of queuing for parks. So you you do what you need to do. You get in your car, you leave, you um, 
try not to kind of inconvenience anybody too much because there is a lot of traffic coming and going. We were leaving the supermarket and we walked out and there was a lady in a four-wheel drive and she was on the door because she had the park right on the door but she was half pulled out where the pedestrians walk and then the other half blocking the traffic and um I would have usually just you know not even paid two seconds to her and just continued walking but I I just shook my head I looked at her and just shook my head and I was like is this woman that self-absorbed that she can't see she's blocking pedestrians and she was literally sitting there just having a conversation with a friend like just a chin wag just literally just sitting there having a grand old conversation and people are like you know trying to get around the car and there's cars trying to get around her and I was like wow and I just looked at her and shook my head and then she starts screaming at me she goes have you got a fucking problem and I was like what (laughs) and my reaction to that is I actually do. Am I going to engage? No. Probably the normal or the other me would have been like, you know, just wanted to let you know you're blocking everything. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If you are that not self-aware, why the fuck is it my job to point it out? It's not. So um, I just ignored her and started laughing. (laughs) That just made her angrier, which made me laugh even harder. And so then she was like jumping on her horn and she's like, um, I don't know what she was saying, fucking bitch or something. She like she's just profanities, just like. And then I, I was laughing so hard, I got to the point where I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, and just threw my middle finger up. She's on the horn, and we like Sean was with me, and we were just like laughing so hard, walking back <laughs> to the car, and I was like, fuck it, she doesn't deserve my kindness. She's a dick (laughs) not only like is she so you know it's one of those people that are like oh the world revolves around me those people i can't fucking stand she was one of those people and i was like you know what fuck it i don't care i'm not being nice um you know if her if she'd given her two brain cells a second to think she might have realized oh shit I'm a really big inconvenience for like multiple different people at the moment. I best move back into the park and stop blocking everybody. Because the park, like she was only half out of the park. Like there was no need to be doing what she was doing. She could have just pulled back in and then spoke to her friend out the window. She didn't need to be doing what she was doing. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not giving kindness to people who don't deserve it. It's just not where it's at for me. Enough is Like enough is enough. It's not going to happen. I think about how I want to be treated and I try to act in the same way but I fail to remember that people aren't always like me nor do they care about anyone other than themselves and there are those people there is a good population that you know I am similar to and they're really great people to be around you know I've got a lot of really good friends in this bucket there are shitty people though and there's a lot of shitty people they're not like us. <laughs> They're just not like us. And at the end of the day, those people will not receive kindness anymore. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, people, there's a lot of people that are just out for themselves. And that's, it's really sad, but it's very, very true. Free ongoing kindness is now discontinued. You can no longer purchase this. Um, so off you go. <laughs> So let's make a little bit about tolerance, right? Tolerance is excellent. 
I link tolerance and patience together because they are two closely linked terms in my mind. I feel like when I was younger, I had no patience and I wanted everything to happen yesterday. I wanted, um, you know, all decisions. To make. I kind of rushed a lot of stuff. I wasn't tolerant. If somebody didn't know something, I'd be like, oh, you know, really intolerant. And um, I had no patience whatsoever. It's taken me a long time to develop some. I've got it now. Tolerance is wonderful. The question, though, is if we are actively turning that switch on, tolerance, why? If we've got somebody in our lives and we're consciously saying to ourselves, you need to be tolerant and we're turning that switch on, why are we continuously needing to do that? Why are we constantly reminding ourselves to be tolerant? Why are we inwardly saying to ourselves, I have to exercise tolerance right now? What about the person and the situation is preventing normal organic tolerance? Why are we looking inward to activate tolerance? There is a point, again, where enough is enough. Tolerance can only be exercised over a short period of time before you become burnt out on the concept. This is another one of those go with your gut situations. The next for me is making excuses for people or giving them the benefit of the doubt all the time because um, I do struggle with this and there's thinking behind why I struggle. So I like to think all people are good. Very naive. <laughs> I like to think that people exist to be good humans. Again, very naive. <laughs> This is very, very far from the truth. I think about things like the recent Idaho murders. Where in someone's mind does there become a point where you think it's okay to harm something or someone or whatever it is? What, what is that point in your mind? Where does that become active? There are things that I would never do. I would never punch someone in the face. I would never kill someone, right? How does like how does someone's mind go there? How do you get there? And why would somebody kill four people out of out of what out of what? We don't even know what the motive is. Like out of what? So the more I contemplate this, the more I look at the fact that I'm naive, right? So in my mind, I can't imagine doing anything of that nature. So I almost think it can't happen then, but it does happen because I wouldn't do it. So my mind can't fathom doing something like that, if that makes sense, right? There are bad people out there and people do unthinkable things and these people are self-focused and they try to best ensure that they come out on top in every single situation. My mind doesn't function that way, so I find it difficult that someone else's does. And as a result, I end up making excuses for people. The Idaho murders, there are no excuses for murder. However, I'm thinking about things like when people hurt you, um, when people say inappropriate things, whatever it might be, and you make an excuse and you go, well, look, that person said that because she was having a really hard day. You know, I should cut her some slack. Or, oh, that person said that. Oh, that, that was meant with good intentions. No! absolutely not we are not making excuses for people anymore no 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 I don't care 
I need to keep reminding myself that people can be shit and I need to identify bad people and eject them and not make any excuses for them because they don't fucking deserve it. So we're going to stop making excuses for people. Another one for me is this. People refer to it as constructive criticism, which is a term I hate. It's constructive feedback. It's not criticism. I don't understand the term. It's just logically it doesn't make sense. It should just be feedback. Just because you're giving it and it might not be positive doesn't mean it's criticism. It means it's a type of feedback. In a corporate environment, you never walk around going, I'd like to give you some constructive criticism. You'd never say something like that. You walk around and say, hey, look, I've got some feedback for you. I've got some positive and some negative. Let's run through it. So I don't know why people feel the need to talk about constructive criticism. It doesn't make any sense. You'd never say that in an office, in a corporate environment. You'd never say it, ever. So allowing people to have an opinion in your life is great. And there is time and place for this. However, there needs to be a line that people can't cross. It wasn't until recently that I actually started reflecting on my opinions and the people that I've allowed to have opinions in my life. So I thought about this professionally and I've always had a network of mentors when I worked in corporate environments and I'm now in a corporate, it's not really a corporate environment. Anyway, I'll get to what I'm doing now. (laughs) Stay on track, Amy. So I've always had a network of mentors in my life and these mentors, some have been fantastic and sounding boards and we've worked through development opportunities. Others have just been there to give opinions on stuff. And it wasn't until I've actually stopped having mentors in my life that I started reflecting on feedback that I've been given. And I did have some mentors that tried to kind of convince or persuade me to a potential decision or outcome. And this in turn only confused me and made me unfocused or unsure of my future. I have decided that I'm no longer accepting opinions. So um, that's just not for me anymore and I'm not doing it. (laughs) People need to only offer opinions if they're asked, firstly. Otherwise, I expect it to be locked up. I don't want to hear it. Don't care. Not interested. If someone in your life doesn't agree with the decision you have made, that's, that's totally fine. At the end of the day, it's not their life. It's your life. Unless it directly impacts them, who gives a fuck? Their perspective and end decision, um, it, it's not your problem. Because you'll be the one that suffers the consequences of the decision that you've made. Someone else isn't going to suffer those consequences. So at the end of the day, fuck off. Like, seriously. I think that all this like excessive amount of mentoring that I put myself through has led me down this path of doing stuff that I just wasn't happy doing. And this year I'm I'm not accepting it. <laughs> no will be my response. I've also decided that I'm not accepting rude comments. There are certain things that I'm just not accepting and I will call them out. I will respond to an inappropriate comment in the same environment that comment was made. So if that's a public comment, expect a public response. I am no longer accepting 
rude or inappropriate questions, comments, or opinions. That's it for me. The last one for me is the whole speaking how you'd like to be spoken to situation. So when I, I, you know, I recall at a a young age, that motto, that speak how you'd like to be spoken to um, was kind of drilled into you as a young child. Something that was pushed very heavily in schools. I remember it being one of those fundamental learnings that teachers kind of banged on about. I don't feel like this is the appropriate agenda to be pushing. Some people don't care how they're spoken to um, or what tone's used. Maybe they don't pick up on it. And sometimes they don't care about the word selection. Sometimes they just physically don't care. So what one person deems okay might not be for the next person. I am not happy being sworn at or called names or put down in any form whatsoever, which means I do not appreciate when people do the same to me there are a few select very select individuals in my life and you know we might joke about things or we might use you know colorful language but um it's a completely different environment to this situation that I'm talking about and like there would literally be I can only really count one person that I would have our relationship with where we use stupid words colorful words and language um I just don't accept it otherwise. (laughs) So when you're in a work environment, I always focus on professionalism. It's taken me a long time to get there and I had to define what that meant. And when you're young, I think you've got a very different view of the workplace to what you do when you're older and you see how reputation is critical. When you are in a workplace, you are representing yourself and your own brand and the work or organization that you actually work for. I give respect so I expect that respect returned reputation is key Um, especially in somewhere like Sydney Australia where your reputation can make or break your next role and for people to say oh I don't need to worry about my next role yes you do nothing is um, promised there could be something in your current role and tomorrow they're making organizational changes and all of a sudden you need to look for a new one Reputation is critical. Um, Sydney is a relatively big enough place, but it's also tiny. So if you live in other locations, um, maybe they're smaller and you're going to definitely have this. Maybe they're slightly larger. I don't know. Regardless, it's a very small world and the industries and professions are very small in this country. And there are a lot of rigid, um, it's probably not the right word, I'd say extremely conformed organizations so if you like professionalism in your approach and communication you are essentially shooting yourself in the foot for your next role this for me means things like I don't swear in the workplace I think the worst word that I've said in like I don't know how many years was crap like that was the worst word and I said it once and I got reprimanded for using the word crap so that even made me even more concerned with, you know, the type of language to be used in the workplace. Um, but I mean, it wasn't an appropriate reaction that I got chastised for using the word crap. It was a very, very bad environment, very bitchy, lots of lies. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I wouldn't let anyone in my team use profanities either. And I wouldn't use them so I I kind of drew this reputational map if you like and worked out the things that I wouldn't wouldn't do so 
putting that aside, I am a lecturer now. So I am not in a corporate environment per se. I am either teaching from my home or on campus. And it's a very different environment. However, reputation still stands as one of the most critical. So when you think about this whole speak how you like to be spoken to, in a professional environment, it's completely different to a classroom environment. However, a lens of professionalism needs to apply. I've adapted and changed my language to be in line with what students like to see and hear, which is a real lecturer and they use the terms real they uh, don't want you to push your agenda and what I mean by that is your area of specialty a lot of the people who teach are doctors I teach master's degrees so a lot of the times I am dealing with um, mature age students and for them they want people who speak to them in real terms not using you know overly complicated words and telling them exactly what you expect out of them it's very different um, being able to really speak in clear terms because I found in a professional environment you're often using organizational slang or terms that are used that maybe aren't well defined so people don't have a, a clear understanding of what those terms are and they use them quite freely um, I think about the term that was thrown around a lot in the corporate environment and the term was uplift so whenever you were talking about in a project people would use or not even a project it could have just been a product could have been anything you would often hear the term uplift and that means many different things to many different projects initiatives products whatever it might be that could mean anything so that term was used a lot and people would often have different understandings of that term. So yeah, that was that was one. And then um, strategic versus tactical. Sounds simple. However, people didn't understand what either of them meant and they still use them. <laughs> so as a lecturer, I leave nothing open to interpretation. I re retain that lens of professionalism, but I also make it clear to my students what I expect out of them. Point of this entire discussion is I speak how I am spoken to and return respect when respect is returned to me. I will no longer allow people to speak to me or at me using inappropriate tone, language or phrasing or word selection even. The point of this episode is to empower you to look at your life and look for the same things this needs to be the year that we take control of all aspects within our life and we are taking that control back and we are not letting people treat us in a way that we wouldn't treat somebody else so this is no more idle bullshit for me so no more people being dickheads and getting away with it it's time to call this bullshit out I'm kind of kicking myself because I missed an opportunity probably a few days ago now I can't remember what day it was did we do the grocery shopping yesterday I think we did it the day before maybe it was yesterday I can't remember we went to the supermarket and we did some grocery shopping Sean was getting a haircut and I was kind of scooting around with one of the little mini trolleys and um, I got to the last bit and I had to go through to the freezers and the freezers obviously the big glass door things with the put whatever I 
I was in there and I was walking towards the frozen berries and this older lady just starts coughing all over the glass, all over the doors, all over the handles, like mouth wide open, like (coughs) all over it. And I like stopped and I was like, fuck, like I should say something. And then I'm like, but what? Because I needed to use those I needed to use that. I needed to get to the berries and she was coughing over the area where the berries were. She then moved further down and continued coughing the whole way down. Like not, not nothing in her hands. I think she had a handbag and she's just like everywhere, like spraying her cough everywhere. I should have stopped her and I should have told her to cover her mouth and reiterate the extreme times we're in as a result of COVID-19. Instead, I went to the hand sanitizer section and I got a bottle of it and I sprayed myself, sprayed the area that she coughed in, went into the freezer, held my breath, grabbed the stuff, shut the door and then sprayed myself again. Sounds dramatic. I don't care because I I physically don't care. I don't care what age you are. I don't care how healthy you believe you are. I will not catch something from someone who has poor hygiene. I legitimately don't care. We are living in a time where health and well-being is threatened in many different forms. We need to be hygienic, self-aware and ensure that we are not the result of unnecessary spreading of illness resulting in poor community health and in some cases, death. This is the thing. People don't understand. This can result in death if you are not vaccinated, if you're a certain age, you're a certain risk category. If And I'm not even just talking like COVID. There's other stuff. Like there's the general flu, which is now more severe, they're saying, than COVID. So no, absolutely not. I had COVID. It lasted four days. It was the, like three days of just shit. No, absolutely not. I think I got over it so quickly because I'm um, vaccinated. However, we're not going there. This for me is a lack of self-awareness. And the situation is the environment we live in is a very hostile environment. At the end of the day, when we know the things that we struggle with, we then can decide the next course of action. And these are the six things for me. These are the things that I know that I can change and some of it is probably immediate or catching myself before I continue with these habits. So, you know, killing someone with kindness, not doing it. That's easy. I can fix that right now. (laughs) Activated. (laughs) 2023 is the year I'm not taking any more shit from anyone. This is, these six things are going in my shit bucket. This is a bucket of shit and the six things are in there. This bucket is going to be put onto a small boat. The boat is going to have a motor on it. I'm going to turn the motor on. I'm going to point it out into the middle of the ocean as far as it can go. I'm going to let it go out there and I'm going to have either a bomb on it or I'm going to have some other mechanism that drills a hole and the thing sinks and drowns or blows up into a million pieces. These are six things I am going to not accept anymore and I think you should do the same. We need to take a stand. We're not doing this anymore. So what are the things for you that make you feel the same? What are those things? What are those 
items. Maybe it's just one or two things that you say to yourself, hey, you know, I'm not fucking taking that anymore. What are those things? It's, it makes me think about that moment or I've had this many a time where maybe someone said something mean or inappropriate and you've kind of just like shrugged it off and then you get home and you're like in the shower and you're replaying it back in your mind and then you come up with this perfect comeback and you're like, yeah. And then you're like, fuck, I wish I knew that sooner because I would have put that down and gone stuck that to them. It's kind of like that, right? Those, those things that give you that feeling, this is the shit that we're not doing anymore. We're not doing it. We're not fucking doing it. And I really want to hear, like, what is that stuff for you? Because it's really clear in my mind. Um, There's probably a few more, but those were the six standouts for me. I am also going to deal with this stuff head on. So let's just say someone says something that I don't like. I am going to use responses such as, um, that's an inappropriate comment. I would prefer to have this conversation privately or that's an inappropriate comment. I would not speak to you that way. I expect the same in return. And the other thing I'm going to use more often is no. <laughs> Just no. I think also removing some of the niceness from this stuff. We might find ourselves to inclined to say things like, thank you for your support or thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your feedback. But, um, you know, it's, that's not appropriate for me or whatever it is. No. Get rid of the thank you. No fucking thank yous. No, I don't want to hear it. No thank yous. I didn't want it in the first place. Why the fuck am I thanking you for it? Shut your head. So there'll be no thank you from me. It'll be a case of that's inappropriate, not standing for it. We can either have this conversation privately or we can deal with this here and now. Not doing it. (laughs) Just, I'm done. (laughs) So I'm going to be assertive. Uh, I'm not going to be mean. But I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to make sure that there is no emotion because emotion is what can set off a situation. When there's high emotions from everybody, shit can just hit the fan very quickly. So making it more transactional is where I'm going to go and really just hold that point. This is something uh, my husband and I have been working on for a while. I'd like to share more, but I don't think I can. But um, it's something that we've been working on, making sure that we are being assertive in certain situations. Okay, just remember, we can change our habits and behaviours. It just takes a few steps. So it's about that awareness to begin with, then, you know, the identification followed up, you know, with the mitigation. We are taking a solid stance. You are with me. You're with me, right? You're with me. Come on, you're with me. (laughs) No more accepting shit that we wouldn't deal out to others. We are valued and demand the same respect that we would offer to those in our lives. So I'm done. (laughs) I really do want to hear the things that you are not taking um, shit for this year. I really want you to be empowered to do the same and uh, better the person that you are and the relationships that you have in your life. So what are those things that really, really, really annoy you that you're, you know, you're done with? I was going to use the term, let's fuck this puppy. Uh, (laughs) That's a term my husband and I use. I don't know where it's come from. I like, don't even ask me like, basically that that means let's do this. And I don't know why we say that. I have no idea why. Like we just say it. And so like we, we were at the shops the other day and we were like, Oh, um, walking into Coles which is the supermarket here in Australia and said oh let's fuck this puppy meaning let's get this shit done 
I'm sure people were like, they're doing what to puppies? <laughs> we're not doing anything to puppies. <laughs> we're not. It's just a stupid, fr I don't know. Anyway, let's just leave that one there. I hope that this episode has given you the strength and empowerment to also take a stand. Just know you're not alone on that journey. And none of us is 100% perfect. None of us has this perfect. All I can do is share the stuff that I'm working on and some of the different things that might help you in your journey. And I hope that this is, you know, kind of given you that sign to say, you know what, fucking that's it. I'm not doing this shit anymore. And that you take a stand along with me. I've still got a lot of work to do individually. I really do. And I'm working on that day by day. And part of this podcast is me being able to get some of the stuff that I've learned out there and hopefully help other people in their own journeys because it's always um, a challenge. Like it's always a massive challenge, this stuff. So um, I don't know everything, but together we like as a group know heaps. So with that, let's wrap it up here. I hope this has been insightful and like I said I'd love to hear what you're working on in the meantime you can hit me up on my socials at aesthetic vibes pod drop me an email at aesthetic vibes podcast outlook.com visit my website aesthetic vibes podcast.com drop by my tiktok dr ames kelly so until next time bye